When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you like beer? Do you like free? How about, you guessed it, free beer? As a valued listener, we'd like to bestow upon you just that. Thanks to our good pals at beer52.com, you have the opportunity to sip eight delicious and painstakingly sourced craft beers from around the world. All you need to do is go to www.beer52.com forward slash city and cover just the postage of £4.95 and, as if that wasn't enough, as a listener of the Man City Show, you'll get two extra free beers. So that's ten free beers. Beer 52 are the beer pioneers. They traverse the globe to find the best and most interesting beers from around the smallest batch breweries planet Earth has to offer. No surprise then that they are the world's most popular craft beer discovery club. Each month, Beer 52 delivers a case with a different theme. Themes have included Germany, Korea, Belgium, South Africa, California, New Zealand and many, many more, but they haven't forgotten their roots. As an independent UK company, Beer 52 are also passionate about the UK craft beer scene. The beauty of Beer 52 is that you can leave any time. The power is in your hands. As well as the best, most interesting beer money can buy, your case will include the award-winning craft beer magazine, Ferment, which explains the theme and individual beers you'll receive and a beery snack is thrown in, just to top it all off. Don't like dark beers? Choose the light plan. Easy. Just go to www.beer52.com forward slash city to get your case free. And don't forget, right now, the Man City Show listeners get two extra free beers. So I've come over to Nashville. And what's the first thing you do? Well, the first thing you do is check, is there an official Manchester City Supporters Club? And you know what? There is. And it's the Nashville Blues. And I got in touch. And Bill Doherty responded. And we pitched up in a bar in Nashville. And I'm sitting here with Bill. Bill, welcome to the Man City Show. Thank you for having me. Listen, it is just awesome to be sitting here in Nashville, uh, and there you are wearing your Man City badge. I'm in my city shirt. Just give me a little bit of history. You're, you're obviously a born and bred American. Yep. A uh, bit of an Irish name. Yeah. Just give me your Man City story, if you could. Uh, so, yeah, very Irish. Um, uh, we... Uh, I have a number of uh, family members over uh, still in Ireland, and my cousins, uh, who are city supporters, um, would send us various things growing up. And uh, as an American in the the mid '90s, we were a bit oblivious. Fortunately for for me, I was oblivious to to what what city was doing, and always had the shirts, and always had you know that was my team that was you know thrust upon me, but didn't really know that much because you know you know at that point in. In the 90s, there wasn't streaming. There was, you know, the only place you could watch it was a, a pub that had a black box or some sort of situation where they could, uh, you know, 
watch the matches. Um, and it wasn't until uh, early uh, mid two thousands when I met uh, one of my closest friends, Oliver McPherson, who is born and bred Mank, um, has the, the the badge tattooed on his chest, uh, where it would be on the jersey. And and uh, one day saw I was I had a, a city shirt, and he was kind of dumbfounded that anyone one in America knew who it was, uh, and two knew you know any anything about city and he sort of indoctrinated me pretty quickly into you know into to what it is to be a blue and 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 uh the highs and the very very lows and was fortunate to sort of kind of be indoctrinated as city hit this sort of you know apex that we're still riding on right now so so just hold that thought Let, let's just go back a bit so reminders of the, those early days who who were the players then who were kind of your early heroes when you very first started in that, that black box in the corner who was playing in the city team then uh, so I mean early on you know the American Claudio Reyna um, you know who, who who played for City although uh, an injured stint but still any American playing and, and at that point you had you know some Americans playing for different teams you obviously had folks who were you know United Arsenal all this because they were, you know, the big dogs at the time. Um, but to have an American playing for the club that you you, you were trying your best to support um, was huge. Uh, so yeah, to have have you know one of one of America's, you know, not one of the greatest, but like you know, great to see an American on there. And, and I actually got a chance to really uh, interact and spend some time with Claudia uh, years later. Um, uh, you know. Uh, and went over to the Derby in 2013 as his guest, which is a whole thing. So it's really, but yeah, that was that was the the person who you know instantly an American that that's what really you know gravitated towards and, and was fortunate enough to to you know to enjoy that. And, and as a kid growing up in America, supporting this soccer thing, which I guess. You weren't, wasn't popular, not the end of the kids understood it. They certainly probably had never heard of Manchester City. Well, it just helped me understand what that was like within this sort of football crazy, American football crazy country and, and hockey and basketball and all the rest. Yeah. Soccer never had a look in, did it? Uh, not really. As a sport playing it, everyone plays it, but to support it was, was not big because, like I said, it, it was so difficult for you to watch it. You know, we're so lucky now that NBC um, has invested what they have in it now. But back then, you re- there was no way to do it. If you, you know, and no parents were crazy enough to bring their kids to a pub to watch it. And you know, and growing up in Florida, you know, we didn't even have one of those. So it was always one or two or three days later, you would have to sort of read about it, you know, on your dial-up modem, you know, on AOL 5.0, and, and figure it out. But uh, yeah, I mean, the, the sport itself was popular but supporting it wasn't and anyone that had the the jersey didn't know what they were supporting really they didn't understand that you know you go to school on a monday after your team loses what it feels like you know we did that with other sports but for for soccer here um you know it just wasn't something that you were aware of um but still as a sport you could you could feel that it was growing and growing and growing and into what it is now in, in america the fastest fastest growing sport from i think it's like 19 to 19 to 30 or something like that yeah. um it's it's the fastest growing sport in the united states so, so obviously you weren't born in Nashville 
No, um, no, I was born. Um, I was actually born in New Jersey um, and moved to Florida when I was seven. So I'm a, a Floridian essentially. And you moved to Nashville when? Uh, about five years ago, uh, I moved to Nashville. I was living in New York City previously. Um, lived there for about five years, and then moved to Nashville. I work in the music industry, so it was kind of natural. It was either here or LA, um, and I, I'm not the biggest fan of LA, so Nashville was was a, a good fit. And, and help us understand the Nashville blues then. So, so you started that, you founded that, or, or you piggybacked on something that was already here? Yeah. So originally it was this uh, this guy Mike O'Connor. Um, when I moved here, I moved from New York City, who has one of the best outside of, I'd say, you know, Manchester, the best supporters branch in the world. New York Blues are, are it's the best supporters. So group. how many members would New York Blues have, would you say? I mean, in the hundreds. Yeah. Um, and then for match days, um, you know, it's 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 wall-to-wall. Um, I was there for uh, the 93-20 goal. I wish I remembered more of the 93-20 goal, but what I do remember, it was... Um, it was that roller coaster of just high and low, you know, the lowest, lowest point before complete, you know, um, you know, the, the greatest moment of your life. Um, so yeah, uh, moved here and was sort of um, looking for the supporters group. Found, you know, through diff- you know going to the the uh, Fleet Street Pub um, where everyone kind of starts. Everyone says you need to find Mike O'Connor, um, who's one of the original City fans in a sea of you know other colors, uh, and then linked up with uh, J.K., who uh, him and I basically found the branch and made it official. It was sort of folks scattered all over the place, but we made it the official branch. We went out and found our own pub to be our home bar, um, and then you know as the as the kids would say, made it legit. So you've got your plaque. Yeah, we got our plaque. Was that presented? You mean so the Etihad had that presented because they do that, or was it just kind of posted over here? How did he get that? It was posted over, but um, a couple years after that, we had uh, City play their friendly against Tottenham here at uh, the stadium where the the Titans play, yep. um, and so we had you know the full rollout as the the, the supporters group and the, the city that was hosting it. So who who came over to do? Who were the? There sometimes been legends on those tours. So who who presented you with your plaque? Uh, buzzer. So. Summer B, uh, with red wine in hand, uh, came over and uh, did that with us, and um, it was really cool to, to be recognized and the sort of, and it's great too because Nashville is such a suburban city yeah. to see folks kind of come out of the woodwork. They'd be like, "Yeah, I haven't come out to the bar, but I live 45 minutes away," and then they start coming to matches. You know, it was sort of the biggest boost that we could have asked for um, as a supporters group. One to have the club come in and two leave us with thousands of dollars of marketing material that they just gifted us. They said, we have all this, you know, backdrops, posters, everything, um, you know, that we'd set up at the bar, you know, for matches and stuff like that. So, um, and just working with the club to sort of realize that they genuinely care about each branch, no matter how big or small or where they're at, um, you know, they, they handle, and they, on this tour, they come, you know, they come to America, they come to where they're going, um, you know, whether it be Asia or, or America, but they, they're doing multiple city runs and they're treating each each supporters group in each city like 
they value you know what they're doing because it is you know we we are spending a lot of our free time to to support a team that you you may never meet but with city it's every time i've encountered the club they genuinely care about you know what we're doing you know how our growth is um you know and how they can help at the end of the day um, so, so tell us a bit more about the, the branch thing so we know you how you got your plaque uh, red wine was involved which is good to hear uh, as it is here in the bar yeah uh, in terms of kind of how many you get sort of the sort of activities you're involved in so so obviously we, we, we can talk about an amazing an amazing uh, victory uh, in, in the Champions League away at Real Madrid one of City's best yeah. European performances so how many guys were watching that game uh, with you yesterday so yesterday uh, we had about 20-25 uh, folks up at the bar for that for lunchtime you know kickoffs are always tough middle of the week uh, you know everyone's busy at work but so to get people to understand it was what so t- kickoff was 2 o'clock in the afternoon Nashville time yeah 8 o'clock uh, uh, in Europe so, yep. so that's the kind of the time difference we're talking about yeah so yeah. guys taking time off work and you've mm-hmm. got 25 in yeah. the bar watching that so that must have been quite a quite an experience wasn't it you're it, making some noise I guess oh it definitely was and we were uh, yeah we, we were losing it it was um you know, you can feel the buzz coming up to it, just obviously with all of the uh, UEFA uh, drama that we've got going on right now. You could feel sort of that momentum, how big this match was. And were you go- booing the anthem from from your seats in, in the bar, or were you doing the Poznan, or were you singing Blue Moon? Which option did you go for? I, I was actually uh, trying to get the audio to work, so I was <laughs> I was playing um, you know, a playlist off Spotify called This Is How It Feels To Be City, which is a lot of the, uh, like in Spiral Carpets, a lot of the songs that uh, you know, became City songs, their original iteration. Uh, so I was actually trying to figure out how to get the... Back to the music. Yeah, the cable and the music in this. <laughs> uh, so I didn't have a chance to boo, but I am a big fan of, uh, you know, let's all do the pause and, uh, and turn our backs to it. But, um, you know, it's 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 funny, too, because the, the lunchtime matches, the weekday stuff, you know, at least on the weekends, you kind of let yourself go a little bit. Uh, the weekday stuff is a little tougher. Cause so, so how many would you get at weekends? So a typical Saturday, let's say, not that it happens very often at any yeah. but let's, let's just pretend we have the odd Saturday 3 o'clock then, yeah. which will be what's a reminder that that's kind of a bit more difficult then. That's kind of early morning for guys then, is it? Yeah, so the, the 6.30 kickoff... Um, AM, those are the tough ones. Um, you know, it helps when it's a big match. Um, but, you know, we, we try to be open for, for every match, no matter, you know, if five of us show up, if 20 of us show up, if it's a big match, however many people show up. Um, you know, most of them end up in that 9 AM range. Uh, and, you know, you can get anywhere from, you know, 10 to 50 people, sure. you know, in there. Uh, and again, it is, you know, with a commuter town, it is tough. People would rather watch on their couch. Um, but a lot of folks realize that showing up to the bar is what makes us, you know, a supporters group. And, you know, it's great watch from your couch, this, that, and the other, but it's even better to be together to, you know, either celebrate or commiserate whichever, you know, the fortunes uh, hold for us that day. So. And what about getting to, to Manchester then? So, so just help us understand, you obviously live here now, this is your home, yeah. involved in the music industry, you're obviously doing great work, and it's fantastic to hear how positive you are about the club and their relationship with you yeah. as an overseas supporters club, that's really great to hear. But in terms of your visits to the Et- Etihad and, and your members, how does that work? How often would you say you can get there in the season? Can we talk about a number of games a season, or is it not that regular? 
Yeah, so the the rule of thumb basically for American supporters, and, and depends on where you're flying from, um, but is basically find a uh, uh, basically a, a sandwich of matches. So you have a weekend match with a midweek and a weekend. That's that's the goal because you know you're looking at flights. You know you're you're at your cheapest if you're flying through Portugal and sort of killing yourself on travel. You're you're spending twelve to thirteen to fourteen to fifteen hundred dollars on the lower end. Um, so you want to sandwich it in there. Um, you know. So we've got members uh, actually just gave. Um, uh, one of our flags to a member who was his brother lives in Madrid <clears throat> went to the uh, the match yesterday and then is going to go to England um, and catch uh, the the final at Wembley which you'll be at um, so give him the flag to kind of get a picture so it's members do get over there it's just you know you've got if your significant other signs off on it um, you know if they're okay with with spending that amount of money um, but it it is it is you know something that that. We do. It's just it's tough to to pull it off. Sometimes. And what about yourself? So, how many how many games would you say in the last two or three seasons? How many games have you managed to get to yourself personally? Um, I personally haven't been over in a while. Um, Twenty thirteen was my last match, uh, which was the the derby four um, one derby uh, in twenty thirteen at home. Um, trying to get over there now. I just got engaged, so I've got to you know make sure the boss writes off on uh, on my permission slip, but. Um, you know, it's it, it's one of those things that you've got to you've got to really pull your resources, and you know, people go on vacation, you know, hopefully once a year. So if 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 you're gonna do that, you know, you've got to make sure that um, you know you've got the resources because it is it is quite a a, a schlep. But um, last time was 2013. I went over um, as a guest for NYCFC, who was the brand new MLS side that. Um, was sort of, you know, trying to get its brand out there. They did a contest. Uh, myself and my best friend Hunter Thompson flew over, guests of the club in the chairman's lounge, um, had a 20-minute conversation with Caldoun, uh, with Summerbee's, you know, guest of honor. Uh, Fergie was... 50 feet away from us in the chairman's lounge um, so that, another just perfect example of how much the club goes out of their way to just, get, that's an experience of a lifetime until that's, my I was first say, it probably doesn't get much better than that than the thought, does it? No, no, absolutely not I, I can't, and your, and your fiance won't be listening to this anyway, so no. you, you can be honest with us here, so. <laughs> until, our, until our first child is born course, I, there's nothing going to be that tops that I mean, aside from your, your, your first son Sergio, you mean? <laughs> yes, certainly Sergio uh, David uh, Doherty. Um, that's that's it's got a, a certain ring to it. Yeah, yeah, it does. I'm sure it should be fine with that. Yeah, she'll be fine. Um, so yeah, it's it's stuff like that that makes you realize how how much the club cares about their supporters and and that that's you know that that's one in a million experiences that I that you know I was fortunate enough to have. Um, but yeah, I plan on um, plan on. I was I'm hoping for the end of this season to get over there um, so we'll see and I, I've got Oliver my, my one of my closest friends who's still over there I've got a, a couch with him which is very fortunate um, you know won't be staying in the Malmaison like we did in 2013 <laughs> but uh, you know it, it is what it is so yeah. Let, let's let's bring this up to date I'm keen to get your view on the current team you've mentioned we've mentioned Sergio and David uh, you may have another name, uh, Kevin or, or, or even Raheem, who knows where, where we might go. But yeah. I'm just really interested to know your thoughts. Uh, 
not not necessarily about your but the kind of pep in this team and you touched on it earlier on yeah. the highs and lows and this amazing amazing team playing some awesome football and, and, and having won everything they could possibly win and all that sort of stuff mm-hmm. going well in the Champions League this is dream time for City but just give us some of your own sort of reflections on what you watch every week and, and, and what gives you so much pleasure it's it's one of those things that I don't think you know we think we fully appreciate it right now, but I, I think it's something that only hindsight is really going to make clear to supporters right now on what we've been able to witness. We've been able to one you have your invincibles, um, and then a domestic treble. It, it, it's just stuff that we I can't comprehend. I understand how beautiful it is. I understand how massive of an accomplishment these things that that the team is doing but I don't truly believe that I'll we'll really uh, understand this for a couple years and go oh wow like pinch me like the, I, I I was there for that and you know starting in 2012 with 9320 to now to, to the things that we've seen and the, the type of football we're playing um, is it's once in a lifetime and to be able to witness it and to be able to um, you know see our stalwarts like you know, company and you know Aguero and Silva and even Zabaleta to see those type of players come through the club. Um, you know, build build statues uh, because we we're not gonna we're not gonna be able to replicate it. I don't think many teams will be able to replicate what we've done um, and how Pep has revolutionized the game in the the, the league that has revolutionized not only in a business sense but in a, in a footballing sense that, you know, Pep has changed everything. Um, and you see the, 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 the butterfly effect throughout the world, um, you know, and, and just that possession-based, beautiful football. And yesterday was the perfect example of don't question his genius. Uh, that 11 came out yesterday, and it was a collective meltdown. I always, I'm, I'm the positive one I, I i defend all of our players regardless of what they're doing because i'm not defending the players i'm defending the, the, what they're wearing on their chest um but even i yesterday kind of said all right what are we doing here is jesus on the wing and bernardo is a false nine is going to going to be a little bit more defensive with rodri I, I was just i was just grasping at straws to try and figure it out and then no, we all... No Fernandinho, no David Silva, no Sergio Aguero. Yep. What is going on here? What are we saving Aguero for, you know, Villa on Sunday? Like, what are we doing? Um, and then, you know, 90 minutes later, we all have egg on our face because that's why, you know, he's tactical genius he is. And the line between genius and insanity is very fine. So um, that, that was kind of my quote going into it. And, uh, you know, I always put faith in it. And at the end of the day... I'm just happy to support this team in this, we're at a decade, uh, you know, a decade now plus of just, you know, this is the highest this club has been and we are so fortunate to be a part of it uh, on some some small level. Um, you know, so I'm, I, I'm just so grateful. And if, you know, we go down with a billion in the bank and we're in League Two, um, that's, you know, that's not a new concept for City fans. Uh, maybe for some Americans, um, you know, but it, it, we've, we've got to really appreciate what we're witnessing because it's been, it's been very bad and uh, before, you know, we, we're, just, we're just the luckiest folks on earth to be able to witness this. I, 
I love you talking about statues as well. And I'm so pleased you put Zabba in that. Cause, yeah. Because Zabba's a real personal favourite of mine. I mean, he Warrior. he was absolutely... Football fans love players like Zabba. Yep. Who run their heart out, who you can see love the club. And, and Bleeding. Uh, bleeding sky blue yeah. and, and all of that stuff and, and that, that image of him with his bandage on it, it just it's iconic images yeah. and he should absolutely have a statue in yeah. there should be, I think we should there should be a plethora of statues because yeah. there are so many that the, the backbone you can throw Yaya Torre in there as well yeah. Joe uh, or Joe, uh, Joe start, start with Joe have company have Yaya have Silva have Aguero and, and in this current crop we are seeing, I think, potentially one of the greatest footballers on the planet in Kevin De Bruyne. Kevin De Bruyne. You know, we haven't mentioned him yet, but, yeah. but what a player. Uh, I'm fortunate enough, and I say this all the time, and I know you listen to the show, and Colin Bell is my own personal hero. You're far too young to even remember him. It was his birthday the other day as well, of course. Yep. So happy birthday to King Colin. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, he reminds me of him in, in many ways, that he, he has such grace, and he, he has a vision that no one else has, and, and he can just pick a pass and, and and, and just yeah, he gives the gives the ball away occasionally. But but my word, what what you just reflections on, on on him for a moment because he is outstanding at the moment. Yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those things that it's hard to quantify because you're watching someone in the moment on the field do things that if you gave me three to four hours, I would never replicate, you know, and in just in that moment and, you know, in, in the global scale, in the mid, a lot of folks are saying best midfielder in the Premier League right now, I'd venture to say the best midfielder in the world right now for what he's able to do and you, you bring up Colin Bell and yeah you know wasn't wasn't fortunate enough to, to ever witness him play but I've walked through the Colin Bell stand and I think that we've gotten to the point where if he stays with City there's a good chance you're going to be walking through the Kevin De Bruyne stand at some point um, you know whether that's you know uh, family stand or what um, you know same with Sergio but I, I, I don't think we can again in the moment appreciate we appreciate it, but I, I think we're going to look back and say, oh boy, we really witnessed some of the best football in the world. We have a, a, a midfielder who um, not only pulls the strings, but sometimes will just pull the string himself and, and, and shoot. Um, you know, the, the, his vision hit, you know, this is the same, you know, supporters who have witnessed David Silva for so long. Now we have, uh, you know, Kevin De Bruyne who. I just, you know, chef's kiss, you know, one of those things that we will, it's hard for us to understand what we're witnessing in the moment, but it's the most beautiful football on earth. And in the, all the years you've been watching City from that small box in the corner uh, to, to, to through, and you've, you've mentioned some of those occasions that you were there for the Aguero goal and, 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 and all of those uh, different teams and those players. If you had to pick one favourite, it's always difficult, I know. It's a bit like, which is your favourite child, of course. I know you've not got any yet. <laughs> favourite dog. <laughs> exactly. So, so you, you just could you pick one out of all those that you've seen and maybe give them a reason why? Um, with, with Aguero's winner being an exception? No, you can choose that one. Is, is that, in terms of moment, I'm thinking moment and maybe player as well. Is it also your favourite player because of that, because of what he did? Um... I mean, yeah, legend. Uh, my favorite, personally, uh, David Silva is my, my my favorite city player. Um, I, I don't I don't really do names on the back of jerseys, um, but the ones that I do are all are all Silva. Um, but at, for the moment, 
Yeah, ninety three twenty. There's there's nothing that'll ever beat that moment, and that was sort of another moment for me that made me just lock me in so hard into this club because um, at Mad Hatter, rest in peace, New York's uh, supporters, original supporters group bar. Um, you know, you you have out of out of you know the four hundred people in the bar that day, the three hundred people, you probably have about. 40 to 50 expats who have been supporting this club since day one and live here now from, you know, work brought them over um, to see them just openly weeping in that moment um, solidified it for me that there's no club on earth that I would ever support um, uh, on this sort of level because... But there are those that would argue that the Dickoff moment against Gillingham was was close. Now, now, okay, it didn't win as a Premier League, but a lot of people might say if it wasn't for the Dickoff, we wouldn't moment, have that. We wouldn't even have the Aguero. Then. So, we, where were you for that? Was imagine just where were you again in a bar somewhere? Were you watching that live? Or nope, did not see that live. I was in ninth grade uh, in in 1999. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I probably heard about that some point the next afternoon. Yeah. Um, you know, again through instant messaging and IOL, and you know, at that point, you know. It, it, it's something that um, I keep forgetting how young you are here. Phillips. Well, I'm not that young, but especially <laughs> you're in ninth grade. Excuse me, you're in ninth grade for the dick off moment. Actually, you're may, young. I may have been in eighth. <laughs> Believe grade. me, you're young. Um, uh, Trust y- me. Yeah, it's it's um, it makes you also in those moments when when, when I say that I appreciate how far we've come in accessibility for for these games too. Um, but yeah, I was definitely. Uh, not aware until the next day, um, getting messages from cousins and, and, and stuff like that. But um, yeah, if you don't have the dick off goal, you don't have the Aguero goal. You don't have um, that promotion sets a ripple effect of different ownerships coming in. Some a bit dodgier than others, but um, you know that eventually leads to Sheikh Mansour. Um, so I, without Dickov's moment and and. Dickov, you know, I've been fortunate enough to meet a few times as well um, at the, the, the Derby in uh, 2013. And all just, like, really genuine people who genuinely love the club. Um, and, you know, so I, for me, Aguero, I saw it in the moment um, with, like I said, the expats who just... They, they couldn't control themselves. And the, how low we were, um, you know, I'd say until about Joey Barton... God love them. Uh, getting that red card, um, you know, to, to to yeah, just realizing we're back in it. And crazy Mario Balotelli registering his only assist in the Premier League. He used it wisely. He did. Um, so yeah, I, for me, that's my moment. I'd say the six-one derby would be a, a close runner-up with Silva's side volley assist being pro- a very a, a good second, not close because it's just you know. Aguero 9320 is just at a different level, but Absolutely. that silver assist is for me. Let, let, let's talk about hopes and dreams then. Okay. So, because I, I think it's been really interesting, and, and, and you speak with such passion and such such knowledge, and uh, it's just interesting hearing hearing it with the American accent, I suppose, which our, <laughs> our listeners won't be used to. We have sort of kind of our Mancunians coming on every week. It's really great to hear you sitting here in Nashville talking about City. It's a bit bizarre and a bit surreal for me. But it's been an absolute joy and a pleasure to meet you. I could break out a country song at any moment. Yeah, we'll right get you. Now. Have you got your guitar with you? Then? No, God, no. Okay, that's good. That's good then. <laughs> 
<laughs> so the hopes and dreams then Bill Let, let's just kind of look forward you, you, what I was going on to say sorry was the fact that you brought us up to date very very well talking about the fact that we've had some rubbish to look at over the years mm-hmm. we've had we've been down there in the, in the lower echelons of, of English football mm-hmm. and we've clawed our way back and we've enjoyed two or three just unbelievable seasons yep. with the best manager on the planet with some of the best players on the planet clearly Liverpool it's their title let's hope we win another for by the time this goes out we may well have another trophy in the cabinet yep. uh, with the Carabao Cup final at the weekend and I'm looking forward to being back in England for that mm-hmm. um, so listen Liverpool's title give me where do, where do we go from here well, what, are, what are your hopes and dreams for City over the next few seasons then? well I think uh, you know obviously coming off Yesterday's game uh, with such a massive statement in the Champions League. First English team in 11 years to win at the Bernabeu. Uh, to keep pushing forward on this Champions League season, regardless of what's going on, regardless of the noise with UEFA, uh, which I'm confident we will win the appeal. Uh, I think to push forward and get that. I mean, Pep so desperately wants to deliver the Champions League to Man City and Sheikh Mansour. Um, and over the next couple seasons, I, I want to see us promote youth. I want to see Phil Foden uh, I, I have the crown from David Silva placed upon Foden's head. Um, and he gets the minutes that he so deserves and is ready for. I genuinely believe I'd like to see, uh, again, more on promotion. Garcia getting that partnership with Laporte. Uh, I'd like to see Braff stay. I don't. I would not like to see uh, Jaden Braff go to the Bundesliga and give us another repeat of another Jaden, uh, you know, situation where they flourish in the Bundesliga. Um, and I want to see Pep extend. I want to see Aguero give us one more season because I I think he is at such a, a high level that he, regardless of his age, he's producing some of the best intelligent out and out striker football that that that's happening right now in the Premier League um, and I, I just overall keep the, keep the keep the trajectory that they set forth in 2008 that let's improve our academy let's improve our infrastructure while we're doing it let's improve the Eastlands themselves give back to the community that you know they've set up shopping and um and just drown out the noise. I, I, Twitter is such a toxic place that um, I think it's it's important for folks to just focus on your club and don't listen to the noise uh, and just keep doing what we're doing. So, make really intelligent signings, which we do. Um, you look at the dollar amounts that we spend, they're strategic. And if you look at the list of most expensive signings in recent history, I think we end up at 23rd with Roger. Don't worry about the noise. This club is doing everything it can, and probably why we're seeing uh, this, the, the, the things that are happening with UEFA now is because we've set out a strategic plan to be the best club in the world, and folks don't want to see that. Just keep doing what we're doing and, and keep that trajectory. 
fantastic. What one final opportunity for you? Um, you've talked about Twitter, which is toxic, but also it's a way of spreading the message and mm-hmm. talking about what you're doing. So, for those listening to the show, um, how can they follow you? How can they hear what you're up to? So, uh, you're on Facebook and you're on Twitter, I think, and maybe the two ways I, I got in touch. Yeah. So, so let our listeners know if they want to follow you and, and follow what you're up to. Where can they find Nashville Blues? Yeah. So, uh, MCFC Nashville on uh, most all uh, handles on Facebook, MCF Nashville, uh, and same for Twitter. Um, and I, I run the Twitter, and it's it's not exciting, but still follow us. But uh, a lot of gifts, a lot of responses, um, you know, to the the craziness. We don't get super involved. I, I like keeping our Twitter and Facebook very. Here's where we'll be. Here's what time to watch us. Uh, we don't get into the nonsense. But, yeah, MCFC, MCFC Nashville on almost all uh, social media. Bill, it's been a real pleasure to meet you. Thank you, Thank so you very much me. indeed. Thanks for listening to the Man City Show. Uh, and uh, we look forward to seeing you in Manchester very soon. I, I hope to be there very soon. Cheers. Thanks. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.